Fika with Anika. The word fika is used as both a noun and a verb and is derived from the Swedish word for coffee. The Swedish coffee break is a moment to literally leave work behind. Taken at three in the afternoon, it's not a strategy for multitasking or for fitting in another mini-meeting. It's a chance to relax in the company of colleagues or friends. The key is to pause your day. So, brew up some coffee, grab a seat, and embrace Fika. Conversations are fluid. This episode of Fika with Annika is over an hour long and will continue after the top of the next hour. Stay tuned to KOYT 97.1. So, welcome to another episode for Fika with Annika. <clears throat> I have in the studio today... Um, the stunt double for Mayor Max. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mayor Max does not make good radio, uh, <laughs> but I did want to find out what it takes, you know, t- to be a mayor uh, in a town like Idlewild. And uh, so I'm sitting here with um, uh, Phyllis Mueller. She is the uh, assistant to the Mayor Max. And uh, with that said, uh, you know, tell us a little bit, bit about, about yourself, Max. How okay. did you meet Max? How did you even think okay. of the idea of becoming a mayor? Okay. And, you know, right. you I'll, go. I'll take you to the beginning. Okay. <laughs> so in the beginning, the local animal rescue in Idlewild, Idlewild Animal Rescue Friends, decided to sponsor Idlewild's first election to elect a mayor. That was seven years ago. And it was going to be a fundraising election, which it was. You paid a dollar a vote, and it was promoted in the Attawild Town Crier as the election you can buy, because it was a fundraiser. And so that's how it came about. And my dog, Merrimax I, competed in that election. So you had to be a local resident of Idlewild, Fern Valley, Pine Cove, or Mountain Center to participate. You could be a full-time or part-time resident, and you could run your cat or your dog, but you could not run yourself, because... Idlewild is unincorporated and does not have human politicians locally. So that was the idea. And the minute I heard about it, I go, I'm all over that. It's the opportunity to be the mayor of Idlewild and to create it in a non-political way without a city council and people telling you what you have to do. And we could just create... That's a good idea. And so I saw it as an opportunity to be the mayor of Idlewild with my dog being the mayor and me being the visionary behind what would the mayor's office be. So I asked myself if my dog were the mayor, what would he say? If he could talk, what would he say? And I said, well, he's a golden retriever, so he'd say it's about unconditional love. And so... Lovely. Yeah, so I I created a campaign platform of... Uh, to the the mayor's charter is to help make the world a better place by conveying unconditional love and doing as many good deeds for others as possible. So my dog, Mayor Max the First, who was a senior dog when I ran him, won that election, and we I really wanted it uh, right down to the core of my soul, like it like it mattered, like it was a purpose for me. And so we campaigned harder. We did generate more votes than anyone, but I also wrote a twenty thousand dollar check to Animal Rescue. And I also put money in everybody's bucket because I didn't want any uh, owner to have hurt feelings if their dog or cat didn't generate any votes. So we just funded that election. It raised over $31,000. Oh, my goodness. And it was a very successful fundraiser. And 
um, we had we did have a woman who went into ARF to ask how much it would cost to buy the election and when I heard about that we looked her up and it turned out that they were pretty wealthy and so I thought oh I might have to write more money and I go well how big a check am I willing to write and lose and so twenty thousand I thought they they were I thought they could write a check for a hundred thousand or even a million and so twenty thousand was all we could do and so that's what we did and and then it turned out she wrote a check for a thousand so we overdid it, but I'm glad we did because we're big animal, we believe animals have rights. And so we're big animal rights supporters. We support hundreds of animal rights organizations. And um, the thing I love about the region that, and all the animal rescues that we, we support, including Heavenly Horse Haven and Anza and Living Free Animal Sanctuary and Mountain Center is that we're all no-kill shelters. And we, you know, we do everything. If we can catch the animal, or, of course, at Living Free, they go get the animal and pick it up from a kill shelter, and then they'll save the animal and get it rehomed. But in Idlewild, sometimes the big challenge for us and things we've been involved in, because my husband and I are a rescue team as well, is catching the animal. It can be very difficult. It can be running on the highway. They're afraid. Uh, they've been abused, and you get close to them, and then they run off, and you're climbing over neighbor's fences and you know the hardest thing is catching them but if we can catch them we can find a home for them and rehome them and so we work really hard on all the rescues and supporting multiple rescues um, one for example mayor max the second the current mayor which i'm getting back to was hired by wrangler jeans to be a model uh, for one of the sessions that they did out in the lake hammett mountain center area and they paid him $100 an hour for his time. He worked for 10 hours, and I had the check made out to Heavenly Horse Haven. So we don't, any oh. money anybody gives us, we give to Animal Rescue. And we tell them to just go online and donate. But if they hand me cash, I give it all to the rescues. And, um, and primarily in Idlewild, if people give me money in Idlewild, 100% of that goes to Idlewild Animal Rescue Friends. Anyway, I wanted to finish the story. So my dog... Mayor Max the first won that election. He was a senior dog. He got a two-year term in office. He died right in the middle of old age. And oh. then I went on the search for the new mayor and the two deputies. So um, I found Mayor Max in Awanga at Evening Star Kennels. And I got him at 11 weeks old. And then I drove to Ohio with my husband and picked up Deputy Mayors Mitzi and Mikey in Rootstown, Ohio, and then drove back with them, and they became the mayor oh. and the deputy mayors of Idlewild a year after Max. Um, <clears throat> um, uh, they finished Mayor Max's Turn. second year in office, and then in the third voted election, he was made mayor for life. Oh, my goodness, that's just so heartwarming. It's and so he's totally embraced <laughs> by the community. Yes, and uh, and I know that I mean everybody knows Mayor Max, mm -hmm. and you just have to say those two words, and and people just start gushing yep. over Idlewild and, <laughs> and, and 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 the things that that you do. It's true. We yeah. we uh, we do so many great things, and people don't really know that. Mostly, what people know is that they see Mayor Max uh, come to downtown every day and visit with people, and people pet him. They get pictures taken with him. They often feed him a treat. And it's just a lot of fun to have the dogs downtown and visiting. And, and so we love to do that. But we actually also run a real mayor's office for Idlewild. And we provide all kinds of assistance. For example, 
Um, I noticed on Facebook one uh, evening that a, uh, a woman that I didn't know uh, who lives in Las Vegas was talking about her mom had had uh, five strokes and three heart attacks in short succession and was in Redlands in a clinic there, a rehab clinic. And then I wondered if that was Redlands, California, because she was from Las Vegas. So I contacted her through Messenger, and she said, yes, it's Redlands, California. And I said, well, if we can get permission from the rehab clinic, I'll bring the mayor and the deputies down and spend time with her to give her some happiness in a rough situation. And so we yes. did get the okay from the family and from the clinic, and we brought the mayor uh, down to Redlands, and I have the most wonderful pictures of creating so much joy that day that, I mean, even now I'm kind of choked yeah. up talking about it. And, you know, but it's kind of like nothing gives me greater joy than to bring joy to other people. And we also did, sadly, a, a four-month end-of-life for a terminal cancer patient in San Jacinto uh, this past year. Okay. And, you know, so that's a tough situation. She did pass away. But in those periods of time where Max could be with her on the hospital bed with his paws up wagging his tail and everything, we were able to create many moments of joy for her and we, we were even able to get the okay to take her out to lunch and things like that. So um, we, we love yeah. doing that. Okay. We also do a lot of work with schools and the Megan Cope School in San Jacinto. I think they have just under 800 children and the mayor visits. He supports the reading programs also in Idlewild and um, you know, we just, uh, we're out doing all kinds of things. We support hundreds of charities. Um, we attend business grand openings or reopenings or ribbon cuttings. And we'll help any business, like just a couple, this last weekend, not this one, but last weekend, you know, we helped a business with their event and we promote the event. Max is a guest of honor. And then we, any any organization that we're helping, we promote it on our websites, and we're now reaching about 100,000 people every time we do that. Between Max's um, two Facebook pages and his Instagram account, and then the private database that I've collected of the people that have come to Idlewild to see him, and they contact us and all that. So we do all kinds of things. And Goodness I, gracious. So, yeah, so yeah. this is, I mean, this is full-time work. It's for a, for you as his assistant, right. that's right. I mean, he he gets the uh, the easy part of just yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know getting to meet the people and and everything. But um, you are definitely a uh, a, um, uh, a acting as his agent. Yes, you know, I'm. Uh, technically, my husband and I are his chiefs of staff, is what we call okay. it. And so uh, he goes with us wherever we go. It's more than a full-time job, which is funny because my husband and I have full-time jobs as well. But Oh, I was just going to ask if yeah. you were retired. But no, not. far from it. I wish, but, you know, no. I mean, I don't know why I say I wish, but, uh -huh. you know, economically, I wish, I guess. But, right. yeah, no, my husband and I fund uh, the mayor's office for Idlewild. We have, you know, basically the... The, the mayor has an office and a landline, and we get calls for all kinds of assistance. And it could just be, I'm stuck in the snow, or I can't find lodging. And I want to say that in the seven years of being the mayor, uh, the, the chief of staff for the mayor, that when people have called me and they couldn't find lodging, we found lodging for them 100% of the time. And so because I have a big network of friends, and if all of the hotels and and B&Bs and campgrounds are sold out. I've got friends. And so I can call up a friend and say, hey, I have a family. They have two young children. Uh, can they 
you know, spend the night with you for two days at your house. <laughs> and that, so I've been able to well, do that. And they're still friends with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I haven't <laughs> lost any friends over this yet. And then um, I'd like to say a little bit more, too, about uh, when when I first learned of this election, I, I, I thought, well, if we are the mayor, you know, what's needed and wanted? And so I went to the business owners, and I talked to a lot of them, and I talked to people, and the main thing I found was that the business owners were concerned about being able to have a steady flow of business up in Idlewild so that they could survive economically and keep their people employed and that kind of thing. And so I started a, I decided if I won the election, I would market Idlewild and get more tourism to Idlewild and that kind of thing. <clears throat> and we've done that and we continue to do that. And then with the fire last year, and then the recent road closures, mm -hmm. I've upped it uh, to the point where the mayor is now known around the globe. And I've gotten him on ABC, NBC, The Drudge Report, you know, People Magazine, all kinds of... I've, I can give you a list of probably 60 in the past 12 months major media events that uh, we have been able to get the mayor to participate in. And uh, this past Monday, Petco came, and they're on the cover of the town crier this week, Petco to honor Mayor Max at the Dogs and Politics Day on the 20, September 23rd. And we, are, we also did a segment um, in Hollywood on Friday, yesterday, uh, where Mayor Max was filmed on an upcoming show for a new talk show on one of the most famous you know people out there right now and I'm not supposed to publish that yet until I know the airing date but that's where we were yesterday and why we weren't downtown last night we got home about nine o'clock so you know right. so he's got a lot of media <coughs> exposure now and so, so your your goodwill is like when do you find the time to actually work then yeah mostly what we try to mm -hmm. do and I never say no to a visitor and in seven years I probably only had ten visits I couldn't do but when we get a call, and we get calls all day, you know, all day, all night, even people, they get a little drunk at one in the morning, they find out that the dog, uh, the mayor is a dog, and they'll call and they'll go, is the mayor really a dog? <laughs> and, and I answer the phone, you know, if, even if I'm in bed, I because I, I have the landline will ring to my bed as well, as well as the office, and I'll, I'll clear my throat, and I'll go, <clears throat> and I'll practice before I pick up the phone, and I go, Mayor Max's office, this is Phyllis. So then I pick up the phone, and what could be one, two, or three in the morning, and go, Mayor Max's office, this is Phyllis. And so then I'll answer their questions. But um, what I try to do, Monday through Friday, I try to get people to all request their times. I ask them if they can please try to make it between three and five closer to five if possible. And on the weekends we can do, you know, pretty much anything. But on Sunday, Sunday's a work day for us because we do marketing campaigns for clients. And so on Sunday, I often don't have Deputy Mayor Mitzi and Mikey downtown. I have, because my husband's then working on getting ready for the Monday launch, which launches at 5 a.m. Pacific time. And so I, uh, I'm often without the deputies on Sundays. I but see. so I try to coordinate it around our life. But like yesterday, we were not a while three times. Ten o'clock. You know, uh, um, I'm sorry. When I said yesterday, on Friday we were at Universal Studios. Yesterday our events started at uh, ten in the morning. So we went ten, twelve, three, and the last one was seven fifteen at night at Faro Restaurant birthday party for about twenty people for their 
their grandmother who had just turned set 70 years old. So we're busy. So this was a private event. <clears throat> yeah, we not do, always public events. Right. We do yeah. all kinds of. We do. I would have to say of the of the public events. Let's say Max might do. I don't, you know, 20 or 30 public events in a month. Uh, he will be doing many more private events. And then and then I try for the people who come and say, hey, I want to see Mayor Max. I go, hey, he's going to be downtown today at 3 o'clock. Will that work for you? And if that works for them, great. And I said, then I go, okay, so if that doesn't work for you, what does work for you? And then I go, what's the latest possible or the earliest possible? So I think the latest um, event we've ever done uh, was a start time of 11 at night, and I've done them as early as 6 in the morning. It, you know, because they're leaving town or leaving at 7, I go, I'll be there at 6, you know, and so I never say no, you know, never. And well, so, you're, you're changing the lives for people. You know, I, it's, we make people pretty, happy. Yeah. You know, my... That my, unconditional love is just yeah. being spread. Right, right. My Here's my philosophy about this, and is that we believe, I believe, that positive energy leads towards life, increased survival, and longevity for people. So we want people to have longer, happier lives. We also believe that negative energy goes in the opposite direction. And so we try to only do positive, happy things for people. But we believe by being totally dedicated to that and getting others to focus on positive energy that we can actually... Most people feel like they're victims in their life a little bit. They they see the bad something bad that'll happen, and then they get depressed by that, and they feel like um, they're hoping government will solve their problems and that we just make the world a happy place. But governments do whatever they do. But I believe the power has always been and will always be with the people, the individuals, and the actions that they take. And if we, by example, promote and do only loving and kind things for people and and teach people that they can be the peacekeepers in their lives and on the planet and by the more people that do that that we can create peace on earth in our lifetime and that's what Mary Max is dedicated to doing is creating peace on earth and so everything that we do is to elevate and raise the happiness and well-being of people but to let them know too that they can be cause over the situation so when something bad happens I just go I'm gonna do even more good today who else am I gonna go help today how many more people am I gonna make happy today with the mayor um, what else can we do and you know we've done other things like you know, we get calls for people, we get referred, uh, people get referred to us if they can't afford to save their animal because it needs an operation and they can't afford it. And one of the first calls I ever got was a lady in Anza and she needed $1,200 for an operation for her cat and she promised to pay me back $100 a month and she did. But there have been other people who have called that will never be able to pay me back and uh, they, you know, we did one this year. It was a seven thousand dollar surgery. They were able to raise three thousand. We funded the other four. We saved the dog. The dog is okay, and we will never see a dollar in cash on that. And I, I knew that going in. And we have, um, we saved another cat this year. We don't have unlimited resources, but I'll try one way or another to get, you know, to help somebody. Also, with our uh, four-year end-of-life woman, we also picked up $20,000 of her 
cost of living at the end because she was now out of food mm -hmm. and things like that and didn't have the proper care. So we picked that up as well. So we'll do, we will do everything that we possibly can. And if I can't handle it, maybe I know somebody who can, <clears throat> somebody who'll step in and, you know, so, uh, but my husband and I, are, we, we work months, you know, we're week to week, you know, our paychecks, you know what I mean? So I it's kind of like, so whatever and we do, we just do the most right, that we you're, can. You're not operating as, as a 501c3 no. charity. You're just, no. you're just a, a funding machine. Yeah, you're I'm a just fundraising. A, I'm just a is, gener is, yeah. generous person. And yeah. I looked at, you know, possibly setting up a 501c3. And I decided not to do it because, first of all, running a 501c3 itself, I would have to have another five grand just to, you know, run the 501c3. And then it has all kinds of... You and know, board, board of directors. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like, you know, Mayor Max is just um, basically, you know, he's a loving dog. The Golden Retriever, the reason I started with Golden Retrievers back in 1984 was because we lived in a neighborhood where, you know, it, was a, it wasn't a high-income neighborhood, and it had lots of kids, and the houses were like 10 feet apart. And so you could sometimes hear the conversation next door, but there were so many kids out playing and everything. I go, you know... If my dogs ever get out, I don't want there to be any issue. I'm going to go with Golden Retriever uh, because they're so kind and loving, not only with other animals, but with people. And, you know, and I, and I love that about the breed is that they're a beautiful, wonderful public service dog. So Max is so well behaved that I can even go to a hospital. And, and I've only had one time where we went to visit somebody who had been injured, a friend of ours, who I'm having lunch with today at 4.30, and he was in the hospital, and I called the hospital, and I said, hey, I'm bringing down Merrimax, we want to bring him into the hospital to see our friend, and uh, they said, no, he's not vetted, but every other hospital, or nursing home, or rehab clinic, or school, has allowed me to bring Merrimax right on, because he is so, um, he's so good, and so well behaved, that even when those, at the Megan Cope School, like, you know, 800 kids run toward him. He just sat there and, you know, just was just patient. He had like 40 hands on him at one point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and he's just, and I have a cute little video I can show you that happened yesterday where, you know, there's probably at least 12 kids petting him all at one time and he's just sitting there and he's so calm and comfortable with it. And he's, so the breed, the golden retriever breed is very, a very good public service animal. Whether you officially get him you know, certified that way, or he just grew into it. So, anyway, so Mayor well, Max, you know, he became, he took over uh, for the mayor uh, who passed away, Mayor Max I, at 11 weeks old, and he's been the mayor ever since, and the deputy mayor's assistant. The deputy mayor's Mitzi and Mikey do the exact same thing that the mayor does, and mostly I have all three dogs with me, but unless it's a work day or Sunday, you know, a lot of times then the deputies are at home with my husband. But, you know, so that's kind of how we run the day. So there's so many other things that we do that I could talk for hours. But, um, you know, we we run a, a very nice and very kind and very loving non-political mayor's office for Idlewild. So we, we don't take sides on any issues. So when we've been called by, let's Max ask to come to a political event. It could be Republican, Democrat, we, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders, um, abortion, anti-abortion, or any of the issues. He doesn't support that. He simply says he loves you unconditionally, 
but the things that he does and the events he attends are all considered you know you know good for everyone and so he doesn't ever do anything that could be divisive or controversial he loves everybody unconditionally and I mean that from the bottom of my heart because that's exactly how he is and when we first became the mayor we had a shop owner in town somebody she saw a guy petting Max and she didn't like that guy and she came out and she said you know that's not gonna look good for the mayor to be associating with that person and I said the mayor loves everyone unconditionally. He will never say no to any individual. And that's the genuineness of the Golden Retriever. He didn't know and that that person was a bad person, and frankly, neither did I, and it didn't matter. The mayor is just loves everybody unconditionally. If you're sick and in the hospital, he's going to come visit you. If he finds out about it and we can get there, you know, he's going to, you know, he's just, he's going to love you. It doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat or Independent. It doesn't matter. He doesn't, he doesn't think like that. He just knows one thing, love. That breed just knows love. Right. That's it. And that just aligned perfectly with my philosophy, too, on life and how we can, you know, have a good world for everybody. And I see no reason why mankind can't get along and why everybody shouldn't be able to flourish and prosper and to have a wonderful life. It's certainly something to strive for. It is, it yeah. is. It There's, might take a while till we get yeah, there, but I yeah. know, no, thank you to yeah. people like you and, and Max that are, uh, you know, that, that are moving that forward. So yeah. That's really appreciated. So is uh, Max a, a possibly a father? Is, is, there, is there a mini Max coming You know, up? I wish or? there were. I really want to do that, but, um, you know, all my dogs are intact for that reason, and Mitzi is currently boarded right now because she did go into heat, and both Max and Mikey were making marriage proposals. So when that process starts, I board her down at um, uh, Renaissance Pet Resort and Spa in Banning, and they take really good care of her. She, like she runs to get into the door oh. there, and so she she's there right now. I visited her yesterday, and I just took her in on Thursday, but I visited her yesterday, and I took Mikey down because he cries when she's not there. And so I want, I always, and he's familiar because I, he's used to me taking him down there to visit her. So I did that. And, um, but I, here's the thing. Here, this is my fantasy vision for Idlewild. Like right now I, I have two mayor mobiles. They all say mayor max that are all decked out. And the license plate on the deputy's car says deputies. That's the car I brought with mayor max. And then max has an open truck that says mayor max on the license plate. And then when he's posing, the car stopped and parked and he's standing up and poses for pictures and it's real cute. But my vision was, that, so any, any litter of Goldens I've had, this is my third set of three, but every dog of all my nine Goldens that I've ever had, they all came from 11 puppy litters. So I know if my dogs bred, they'd have 11 puppies. So oh. then my idea was to get this a special kind of van and uh, that... Um, would be I'd have seven portals on each side because <laughs> I'd have 14 dogs then right I'd have 11 and the three I already have so people could pet seven dogs down each side of the van and then they'd be labeled with their names they each have their little section with their water and that kind of thing in air conditioning and then I'd drive the van into Idlewild and people could pet the mare and the mare's puppies and everything obviously I'd have to have them all neutered because I don't want to have 11 times 11 oh, but um, you know and spay but um, so but now they're six years old and I asked my breeder um, you know how long before you stop breeding a dog and she said six years but the thing is 
for me, my husband knows if I, I would never be able to part with the puppies. He knows we'd go from three to 14 dogs. And three are almost a full-time job, just on the grooming. Like, I'm the, yes. I'm the trainer and the groomer for the mayor and the deputies. And the grooming alone can be a couple hours a day, you know. And some days, maybe I'm only doing 15 minutes, but they require care every day. And since we are still working for a living, and it would dramatically increase the cost to us of managing the mayor's office, we've decided that, you know, Max and Mitzi will probably get married, but only adopt. And so... oh not really have their and we had a rescue dog that passed away that um you know so but you know truthfully i'd love to do the bigger vision but it's just not affordable for us because we are still you know working and we work hard now not just to take care of our own life but to fund the mayor's office which yes, has costs associated with it um and the things that we do but a lot of the things that we do the the main cost is our time and spending as much time with the people as possible and he now has a global audience, you know. We had people come visit us from Dubai. They were afraid to come to America because they'd, they'd heard all, you know, the stuff. Just like we hear the stuff about mm -hmm. them, they hear the stuff about us. But I remember, so they did finally come. And when she said she was going to come, I, I go, yeah, right, you know. And then like two years later, she said, we booked our tickets. And so they came, we had them stay with us. I remember what she would say. She said, the people in your country are so nice. Wherever we go, they're so nice. And I go, we are nice, you know. We are good people. I mean, there might be some bad apples, you know, because, you know, uh, but at the same time, they had a wonderful time, and uh, everybody treated them really well, and it was a lot of fun to see them, and they traveled all over the country. And so, you know, just that's just another way that, you know, no matter what, the mayor's doing. Influenced. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because there are loving people out there, and, and and that message will resonate with them and we want to get even more the main thing i want people to know is that they are far more powerful than they think they are and that they can be cause over their life and they can cause themselves to be happy and if a person is introverted and depressed or whatever they've become very focused on themselves but one of the ways to pull yourself right out of that go help a terminal cancer patient and just see how much your love and kindness can help a person and to go help someone else. Forget about yourself for a little bit and just go, what am I going to do to help other people today? Maybe I'm just going to smile at people because Mother Teresa says smile is the beginning of love. And so maybe that's all you're going to do that day to make people happier. Just smile at them. You know, uh, but maybe there's other things like <clears throat> who haven't you visited lately that would love to see you or... Who could you just go visit, whether they even know you or not? Or, right, or, or just, just pick up the phone and talk yeah. to someone you haven't talked to in a long yeah, time. Right. Yeah, right. There's so many things you can do. Right. And the more happiness you create for others, it, it comes right back to you and makes you really happy. Okay. I'm very grateful. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I feel like I'm one of the luckiest women in the world. And, um, but, I, you know, and I just, but I just love helping people as much as I can. And I love doing as many good deeds as possible for others so our entire day today is consumed with that it's a sunday um so t yeah. tell me about a day in the life of mayor max okay so he wakes up in the morning does mm -hmm. he eat breakfast yes they get breakfast and dinner okay and, and what do they eat they uh, well my dogs eat um raw organic free-range chicken with the bone and they eat a lot of apples and carrots all organic and and about and I consider that all a healthy diet, and that's about eighty percent of their diet. 
The other 20% is they're getting a little bit of whatever I'm eating. And, you know, that's quite a bit. And, you know, that could be some pizza or it could be some of my leftover salad or it could be... I happen to be a vegetarian because I love animals, but um, so I don't want to eat them. But my dogs are not vegetarians, and so they're kind of a mix. So they'll, my dogs in the yard, for example, will eat pine cones and sticks, and they love certain grasses. And uh, they had a tree at my home that I just moved from. They had a tree they loved to chew on. I don't even know what kind it was, but they chewed on that tree for four years, and the tree Ooh. still survived, but they'd eat branches off of it. and. They love to, you know, they'll eat, they'll scavenge for food and they eat all kinds of plant foods as well as if they did catch a rabbit, they would eat it. And they would eat the whole thing for everything. And so, um, and I didn't ever curtail that activity because I figured that's their natural diet, whatever they're scruffing up and everything. But then um, they, they just love carrots. And I had a friend talk about how much their dogs loved carrots. And that when he would come home, they knew that he would give them a carrot and they would squeak and you know, try to get the carrot. And I go, <clears throat> excuse me, I go, I wonder, I wonder if my dogs would love carrots. And they eat carrots like it was bacon, you know. And so I just started adding carrot and apples into their diet. And they love them. So, so far, so good, you know. You grind it up or grate it or and just, I just throw pieces? it to them. You know, they're still young, so I yeah. just... I just throw it to them. And, um, probably I, good for their teeth. Yeah, their teeth are in good shape. Um, they probably do need an official brushing. But whenever I take them to the vet, the vet, and I had to take Mitzi to the vet before I had her boarded because she had to get updated on her rabies shot. Mm. And uh, the vet said the teeth look real good. So, you know, um, I, I, you know, I've had three sets of Goldens. And my first set, I didn't even know chocolate and grapes were bad for golden oh. retrievers. So we were, they had that their whole lives. They lived the longest of all my dogs. Oh, they, they lived to be 14, 14 and a half. My second set of goldens, they didn't last so long. They all got that uh, cancer that dogs get at nine oh, years old. I'm sorry. And so two went to heaven right away. And then Max was a cancer survivor in Idlewild for three and a half years. So he was about 12 and a half when he died. I see. And so that was a miracle. And then, uh, so, but I always say he died of old age because that's ha happier for people to hear. And in a way he did. I mean, 12 and a half is considered up there. But, oh, yeah. you know, if you can get to 14 or 14 and a half, I've heard of a few people, um, I talked to somebody the other day who said they had a golden that lasted to be 17 years. Um, and that's pr very up there. And then I, I had somebody say once even higher than that. But mostly they don't last quite so long. So mine are now six. So they're right in the middle. They're in their kind of prime of their life. Lovely. And hopefully they'll live a long life. But um, okay. you know. So back again uh, to the day of mm -hmm. May. Oh, yes. Next. Thank you. So, so okay. he's had breakfast. He gets breakfast. And then they you know get their walks and playtime and their dog runs and that kind of thing. And then... Um, if it's a, if it's a work day, you know, then they're just kind of lounging at home, playing around and that kind of thing until we go out into the public. But for example, today, um, he's, he's doing this interview and then at noon he has another interview at our house. And then at three o'clock he's downtown for the major set of visits. And then he has a, another meeting at 4.30 and he'll be done about seven o'clock today. So he'll oh. be, you know, out in the public, and then uh, Mikey will be out part of the day today as well. 
but Mitzi's boarded today, so, you know, it'll be kind of a hodgepodge today. Okay. Oh. Yeah, so, and he loves to go to work. I go, we're going to go to work, you know, and then he's up and wagging it. Like, he, he will be sleeping, and you'll think, like, wow, he is really relaxed. Is he okay? He's, like, just there. And then I go, we're going to go to work, and then pop up he goes, and he goes right to the door, and he's wagging his tail. We put a tie on him. He wears a tie to work every day, and then he goes right to the car, and we put him in the car, and Max likes help getting in the car. He always has. So he puts his paws up on the seat, and then we lift him in. Oh, Mitzi and Mikey will just jump in to the car, but Max has always been needing help, sometimes in and out. So, But he'll jump out, but sometimes he won't jump out, and we lift him out. So, you know, and then he just loves to meet with people and pose for pictures. Okay. And, and so uh, uh, his grooming... Yeah, you, I do. you said you spend like uh, up to a couple hours a day on the grooming. Yeah, sometimes it can be that. So the thing about the dogs, since they're public service dogs and they like to play and they like get dirty and everything, I keep them nice and clean. I I bathe them with water unless they got into something toxic. You know, like let's say they found a. In fact, this happened last week where there was a dead rabbit on the property killed by something else, not my dogs but it was decaying a little bit. So they might sniff that out before we even know that and they might roll on it. Right. So I'm gonna make sure if there was, if they got into something that could be a little toxic um, or <laughs> they love, I, I call it road oysters, but they love horse poop. <laughs> I'm sorry to admit that. And so yeah, we try to keep them out of that, but sometimes they might get it before we, so then they're gonna get a bath with something that is antibacterial and that kind of thing, and but still gentle for their fur and all that. But mostly, you know, 98% of their baths, I bathe them with water only. And they have really nice skin and it's not, you know, infected or anything. Because I figure, you know, water is God's natural shampoo for animals. That's the way I look at it, right. you know. And uh, so I bathe them with water, and then uh, we towel dry them. I don't use a hair dryer on the dogs. And so we towel dry them really well, and then we let the air, natural air, dry them. And then we, and then the combing. That is, you know, like one thing about a dog, when they go for a walk, they'll, if they brush up against a plant, because the golden retriever has really long hair, they'll pick up little bits of plant matter into their fur. And it could be pricky stuff that is intended to latch onto you. And right. so what I'm constantly doing as the groomer with my hands is I'm going through all the fur down to the skin, making sure I'm touching down to the skin and between the toes and behind the ears and in the ears and I'm looking for every little piece of debris possible that I will remove with my hands and um, some trees drop a lot of sap and they'll get sap in their fur and there are all kinds of products for getting that out but if it's a food product like some people say coconut oil or peanut butter will get the sap out it's true but the dog tries to eat it while you're doing it so uh, that makes a big mess so I don't yeah. use that and um, so I will just take, if it's a big hunk of sap, and I'll just take scissors and cut out their fur. That's why my dogs look a little ratchety <laughs> compared to if I were really, if they were show dogs, I wouldn't do that. Oh. And then, um, so then at first I go, I, that's what I do. I get all the debris out. I check, is there anything else going on in the dog? Is there a hot spot? Is there something? Is the ear pink? Or how's, how's their little tush look in the back or whatever? Right, right. And, you know, because sometimes when they sit, you know, their little, you know, thing isn't covered by fur and they can get you oh. know 
a little pricker or something and so I make sure all that's out and then I brush and that's the, the you know of all the things I just said the brushing is the most time-consuming they need brushing every day and uh, Max has straighter hair he's easier to brush but he has the thickest hair ever and all three of my dogs do they they love brushing they like brushing on their backs and their sides and their leg fur and their tummies but don't touch the tail so on the three of my dogs who need tail brushing as much as they need brushing anywhere else I have to have my husband help so he distracts them with petting while I gently work on the oh. tail and the tail can be a half hour itself you know if you let the tail get behind um, well, that, that's where it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, right, the tailgate, right? <laughs> so, yeah, and it, but if you get behind on the tail and it gets clumpy, it's just on a golden retriever, takes forever. And I can show you what I mean when we go visit the mayor, but it's, yeah. So, that, that, so if I'm doing all three dogs, three baths and the brushing, that'll be more than two hours. But let's say they're still clean and uh, they didn't have much debris in their fur, and then I'm just brushing them. I might brush each dog for 15 to 20 minutes, sometimes a half hour. Mm -hmm. Just depends how many um, snags I run into. And then... But they enjoy it and it's quality time it's, with you yeah, They get one-on-one like, -on -one with you. And yeah. You know, I have my husband often um, do a little video and because the way I do it um, it's very loving and like, you know, and I'll, I'll go down their legs, just like a massage. I, is, mm -hmm. I consider it like a doggy massage and I'll I'll gently go between their toes with my fingers and then and I know the places they really like it around their ears and and their bellies and and they'll just be so chilled out and like it, it is a loving time for me to be with them and then I talk to them I tell them um, <clears throat> I do it individually obviously um, and I tell them how proud I am of them and that they make people happy and that they're actually very valuable dogs that help increase the life and survival potential of people and that I just thank them so much for you know and I and I just yeah. I say that to them and they I can see that with their eyes are closed but they're just really listening you know and it's just so it's, and then Mitzi she'll love that moment so much that she'll start snoring she'll she'll do a snore it's, she's not sleeping she's just like I can't really make that sound I don't know how to make it but it's the most endearing sound where she's just uh, she's She's so in love with the moment that she audibly returns, you know, that sound um, to me. It's really kind and loving. <laughs> gotcha. So it's a lot of fun. So I do that. That's right. my hat. All right. And then then it's off to work they go. Uh, that's right. I do a lot of the grooming the uh, at night, mainly because often that is... Th so there's a touch-up grooming before we go, but I do the long grooming at night because a lot of times that's the only time I have time. And so their gr the grooming I'm doing with them might be between 11 at night and 1 in the morning. And so because, you know, between our work day and the Miramax day and the client activities and all that, our free time, that's where my husband and I have free time, dog time, you know. So it's, that's when we do it, you know. And then I tell them that I want them to look good for the guardian angels who watch over us at night. And I do believe that there is, you know, that there are spiritual... You know, life is spiritual as well as physical, and I we've had so many spiritual experiences that with the dogs. And I'll give you a for instance uh, that happened this year. 
but I was driving home and I just finished the Merrimax visits because it started to blizzard up in Idlewild and I was out there for a while but once my coat soaks through with water to the inside where now my clothes are wet and I'm out with the mare that's when I call it off because I don't want to get pneumonia so I was now wet and so I was driving home and I was on the flat part in Garner Valley and almost to my street and as I drove by I saw a family with from my peripheral vision and I, but I didn't look over because I was driving in this blizzard. And I got, you know, maybe a hundred feet past that and I heard a voice that said, you better turn around. And so I ignored that voice at first because I go, no, I want to go home. Mm. And I'm cold and I'm wet and I want to go home. And I just like 30 seconds later, it was like, you, you better turn around. And I go, so I did. And I... I thought I was just turning around to do a Miramax visit. You know, I go, this is just me wanting to visit with more people. And so I turned around and I went back to the people and it turned out that they were stranded. They had lost their car keys and they were locked out of their car. They'd come up from Murrieta. They did not have any winter clothing and they had young children. And so what the adults had done is they had given whatever weather, uh, whatever coat they had they had wrapped the children in those coats. So the adults were out there in shorts and no coats of any kind in an exposure. It was probably 18 degrees, but the wind was blowing and it was a wet snow. And they didn't have snow tires. They weren't didn't have four-wheel drive or anything. So I pull up. I've got the mare. And I pull up thinking, hi, this is the mayor, thinking, you know, just, and then they're, then they just flock to me in, in desperation. And, and I go, oh my God, you know, so I got everybody in the car. And I, we got everybody warm. Uh, we uh, then contacted the wife of one of them. She had the spare set of keys. I drove them all to Murrieta. We got the keys. I drove the adults back to get the car. And then I stayed with them, follow, following behind them to see if they could get their car out because we might have had to do a tow. And the entire thing for me was five or six hours. And so... The thing is that that's just another example of, you know, what's coming up today. What do we have to do today? So yesterday what came up was I got a call. I was, I was to be at Farrell Restaurant at 7.15 for a surprise birthday party for the 70-year-old grandma. Mm -hmm. And at 6 o'clock I got a call about a dog needing a rescue. And I said, okay, I'm on my way. And so I got up to go and I was on my way. And then before I had gotten there, in 15 minutes, I got the second call. The owner showed up and found the dog. And so then I turned back around. And so, you know, but, but we were there just out of the blue. There's a dog needs a rescue. There we are. And so, you know, I was going to do a rescue before I did the dinner thing. <laughs> and the, the hard part's catching them. But, you know, so... So when you do the dinner thing, are you actually invited, you and the dog invited to to the dinner, or, yeah. is, or is it just like a five-minute It's a, It's a, both. You know, so the mayor does a lot of weddings. He does a lot of parties. And so I know it's funny. I even have one coming up where they've asked him to preside over the wedding. So I'm not oh sure how that's goodness. going to work. But it's funny. So... Um, so what happens is sometimes we're invited to be, you know, at the wedding, for the wedding and all that. But always, and in anything he does, it's always a photo op for sure. And I could show you on my phone a zillion weddings that we've done 
like one of the fun ones was people the whole wedding they came as forest creatures <laughs> and it was a riot and so like the groom I think was the fox and I can't remember what she was but but everybody was in something unusual it was great and uh, but anyway so a lot of times it's a photo op and stay with us for a while and that kind of thing sometimes it's longer you can stay for the whole event meet everybody and the mayor's in there sometimes it's just the photo ops or Max is posing from the car and the wedding party comes out and the guests come out and that kind of thing so last night's party because uh, Mitzi had just gone into heat and I had just boarded her uh, Max was being a little friskier in you know like I kind of smelled like Mitzi so he was in the mayor what I call the marrying mode and so I didn't mm -hmm. want to bring him in because he might like one time my I had a Verizon repairman he had a dog in heat not with him, but he had petted his dog. And, and uh, he came to the door. I opened the door, and Max just shot after him like a bullet. I shouldn't tell you these stories, so you can maybe edit this one out. And, and I go, oh, I'm so sorry. And he goes, oh, yeah, my dog's in heat. Sorry. So then, so what I did, I went last night, what I did, because he's in this mode of a little bit extra friskier right now. Um, I, I went into the party, and I, I took one of them aside. I go, I'm here for the surprise, Mayor Max, mm -hmm. visit. You know, and so I said, but just because the mayor is a little frisky right now because his girlfriend is boarded, if, if it'd be okay, could you guys come out to the truck? And then it was fine. He was perfect because he knows when he's in the truck, he's the mayor. And so, you know, but I, I was afraid that we might have a marrying incident, you know, right at the <laughs> restaurant if I brought him in. But more, normally I can just bring him right in and he can be there. He can sniff around, meet everybody. So it's really, I just ask them what do they want for their event and how would they like to see it play out. And then that's what I do. So it's Is fun. he a certified service dog? I never bothered to do that, okay. but I might as well because uh, something came up recently. And, oh yeah, it was on the show we... Nobody asked me this, but if they had, it would have been neat if I had it because um, sometimes when you bring a dog into a public place, if they have a concern, they'll, they'll want to see a piece of paper that says he's a service dog. With Max, I have really never needed it because the hospital that turned me down because he wasn't, quote, vetted was because they had their own dogs that they do. And they even if he'd had his papers, he wouldn't have... Um, been allowed in and so um so anyway but i probably should bother to do that in case it comes up i could see it coming up especially he's doing more and more public appearances in media like being at universal studios and that kind of thing or so, going into a restaurant like right, right. in in a re right right and you know none of the restaurant up you know up here where he does most of his re the restaurant visits they it's an outdoor area and the oh. people are outdoors, you know. So if they're if they're eating inside, I always bring them out, you know. So I, and I never try to do that to people and pretend, you know. Or yeah, if it's a fine dining restaurant like the gastronome, I'm not going to try to get Mary Max inside that restaurant. I, but I will out on their deck, you know. So you know, I'm I'm good that way. I'm not going to fake it like some people will pretend their dog is a service dog and get them on the airplane oh, yes, and that kind of thing. Yes, yes. But for me, I don't fly my dogs. I drive them. Even when oh. my mom was alive, I, you know, she lived in Michigan. I won't put my dogs um, on a plane. I will drive them. And I don't like to be separated from them. So I, I promise them that they're not going to get stuck in the cargo hold of some plane where who knows how terrifying that must be. Of course. You know, the noise. Like, um, loud noises like thunder, or engines, or even a, a noisy truck can be startling to a dog, and they'll have a reaction to it. So, 
you know, I just want them to be happy, and I never like them to be traumatized, and that's why I don't use a hair dryer on them either. They don't, they are all tolerated, but they don't like it. I can see they don't like it, so I stopped doing that's that years ago. That's too much noise, right, especially yeah. right by the ears. They don't yeah, enjoy understand. it. They'll yeah. tolerate it, but they don't enjoy it. Right. And um, I'm good at knowing the difference, you know, with the dogs. Right. Um, I understand there's a calendar. Yes, I do a calendar for the community every year. Uh, last year I did 10,000. I give the calendar away for free. It's a 12-month calendar. It's 12 by 12 inches. It's a four-color process, full bleed, which means the color goes right to the edge. And every month the dog is talking. So anything I write about the dogs and any post I do on Facebook or Instagram, it's all written from the dog. Like, what's the dog thinking? What do you do today? What's he got to say? So it's not Phyllis saying, what do I think mm -hmm. today? It's what do I think the dog is thinking today? And... Um, whatever he's saying and sometimes what they're saying is just funny or just normal publishing the schedule or sometimes it's you know it, it's a collection of what do I think they're thinking about or whatever but it's a lot of fun and then the calendar has a six-page intro too that this past year was highlights of the year some special things that happened like um, during the big fire that we had we were evacuated and lived in a Motel 6 with the dogs for 11 days. Oh, my <laughs> and goodness. That was okay. funny, yeah. And and then they, uh, Claudia Buccio from KMIR NBC or ABC, whoops, and uh, <laughs> came on Labor Day to Idlewild and interviewed the dog, and that made national news because she... Uh, they published it on their news station. It got picked up by their affiliates, and then it jumped across stations to the other networks. And he got exposure around the world. And one man came to us and said that he found out about Miramax because that that news segment she did on the mirror, which was a minute or two long, I don't even know, and uh, was translated into Hindi. And he read about it over in Pakistan. And what? he decided... He works with the government there and in the United States, uh -huh. and then he wanted to meet the mayor. And so he came to Idlewild. He didn't call us. He, and we just happened to be out when he got there. And he gave us his card, and he said that's how he found out about the mayor. So the mayor's been on a lot of international things. And today, um, you know, one of, the, um, one of the meetings we have is with a German publication. And I said, well, that's excellent. Mayor Max's last name is Mueller, you know, because I gave him my name. Yes. When we got our dogs, I said, honey, do you want the dogs to have your last name or mine? He goes, mine, <laughs> meaning me, Phyllis. So they're all named, all the dogs are named Mighty Dog Mueller, and they all have three M names. So it's Maximus Mighty Dog Mueller, Mitzi Mighty Dog Mueller, and Mikey Mighty Dog Mueller. Oh, that's hilarious. So it is funny, yeah. I don't know why. I just tried to be creative with it. So, Yeah. Anyway, did I fully answer your question? I, well, I asked about the calendar. Yes, and, okay. Yeah, so that's available yeah. then through uh, retail stores and yeah. restaurants in, right. in, in Idlewild. Right, and then I also have built a mailing list because he has international friends, and I'll mail it to people too. I even mail to a few people in Idlewild, but I would love it if, uh, you know, it will save me $4 in postage. Every time I mail them, it's depending on the postal rate. It's uh, three or four dollars to mail them. The envelope is a dollar, and then the calendar, you know, costs a couple dollars to print. And so I like it for people in Idlewild to go to the stores and pick theirs up for free. And they don't have to pay. If anybody asks them for money for that, that's, that's a no-no. You know, the calendars are free. They're my 
uh, and my husband's gift to the community and to the Merrimax friends. And then, uh, but for people like in Dubai or New Zealand or Australia or New York or any of the states that are out of state, or they traveled to Idlewild, they came from Ohio or something, and then they met the mayor, and then they got on the mayor's mailing list, so then I mail to those people as well. So the postage oh, is, as, is as much as the printing now, and it's grown, because the first year I did it, I did 3,500, and the second year I did about 3,600, then I did 4,000, 4,500, 5,700, and then I did 10,000 10, for the first time. Yeah, it's growing every year. So it's, you know, about this time of the year, I'm like a deer in the headlights for trying to get that calendar get, ready. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, I try to put fun content in every calendar to help people have a happy life and to cover some of the concepts that we talked about. But again, in a fun and loving way. And then uh, every month I start out with Max and his New Year's resolutions. And then it's usually Mitzi or Mitzi and Mikey talking about love. And then I talk about Idlewild and then I do some creative stories and I try to do usually something sort of spiritual at Christmas and you know it's just it's it varies every year it's kind of like what am I going to do this year what did my heart tell me to do what right. happened this year what did I write this year that I like or what new do I need to write and so it's a it's a unique creation every year. But I love how in tune you are to what Max is thinking. Yeah, I, I feel like I can yeah. read his mind, yes. you know, like, um, I, I mean, some I, I often hear this is weird, and I don't even necessarily like this sentence at all, uh, but sometimes, like, the other day, there were a bunch of children from Idlewild Arts, and he Max had decided when he decides to take a break, he flips over on his back in the back of the truck, and he asks for belly rubs. He puts his legs up and he says, "I want you to rub my belly." So there are all these kids petting him, and I was petting him, and I swear, I swear, I heard this. Yeah, I'm living the dream. I just, you know, I go, I just, who's doing that? You know what I mean? Because I, I swear, I hear it. I'm living the dream because that's not something that I would say. You know, but I do feel that I can read his mind. I know what he's thinking right right to the second. Even, like, um, just by his body movements, I know, uh, like, in the house, like, if he's sitting close to the door, that's him telling us I need to go for a walk. I mean, that's not too hard to figure out. But, um, you know, he'll do other... Oh, okay, so this is, uh, this is an honest God truth. This happened recently. So he was in the, in the back of the truck, and he was getting a little bit different, you know, he wasn't holding his attention on getting his picture taken. And so then I, uh, so then he stood there and I wasn't picking up on it that he had to go to the bathroom. So what he did is he just stood there and he looked at me and then he looked right at his rump. He just turned himself like that and looked at his rump and I go, I get it. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I get it. You know, I just, I should have got it sooner, but I didn't because I have people around me. Oh, he's the mayor. He's this, he's that. And you know, he's six years old, and I'm answering the questions, and I just didn't pick up on it fast enough, and that's how he let me know. And I go, oh, and he was so he had to go immediately. Oh. You know, so so he's just you know he's he's learned how to kind of communicate with me, and so then I mostly you know most of the writing I do is is from Max, and uh, but also Mitzi and Mikey. So oh, fun. Yeah. Well, well, I'm envious of your life. I well, even with the long hours and everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a fulfilled. I mean, most people it, it's nine to five, and then yeah. you know dinner and, and 
you know, Hang watch up. a movie yeah. or something, Netflix right. or something. Right. But you're you do your your eight hours plus another eight hours yeah. and seven days a week. That's right. So it's, we never leave out a while, and if we do, had to go. Like, um, I have like I have two people I trust. If I had to leave the mayor for any reason, I have two people I trust that could bring the mayor out for a visit. But in in seven years of doing it, I've probably only done that five times. Conversations are fluid. This episode of Fika with Anika is over an hour long and will continue after the top of the next hour. Stay tuned to KOYT 97.1.